Yeah, what is going on, everybody? We are back with another episode of From My Experience Podcast. I am your host, Rob, and I'm excited this episode. I'm excited because we have a special guest. We're going to get to that special guest in a moment, and this is going to be a hilarious conversation, an insightful conversation, and one you're definitely going to want to share. But how y'all doing? How are my listeners? How are my subscribers? How are my first-time listeners? How are my people who just came back after two or three months? I missed y'all. Stay. Don't go anywhere. Shout out to y'all. I hope y'all are having a great week. Hope you are having a great day, and I hope all is well with you. If you want to support the show, you can shop with our affiliates, Acre Gold, Garner's Garden, and Jot Forms. Those links will be in the description. You know, it's funny, a couple episodes ago, I said those descriptions will be in the link. And maybe I need to write that down. I don't know. But um, ladies and gentlemen, we got a special guest today. Now, you know, I believe in divine intervention. I believe that people's paths cross when they're supposed to cross. And you have to... Really, 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 really learn in life when to make a left instead of a right sometimes. You can't hear something and automatically put somebody in a box and say to yourself, oh, I already know what they're talking about. I already know what they're going to say. I don't need to listen to that. It's not always the case, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm glad I listened to this brother. And I'm going to let him tell y'all all about what it is that he does so without further ado we have a marketing director with world financial group demise williams rob man what's going on man hey all the from my experience podcast subscribers man how you guys are doing tonight man we're gonna have an amazing conversation man i'm fired up i've been waiting on this all day man i'm just happy to be with you tonight man what's going on (laughs) Yo, let me tell y'all. <laughs> this is how he is. Like, it, <laughs> yo, you stay fired up. It's probably your background in sports. That's what I think it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta be game ready all the time, bro. Man, you have made quite a few transitions. So, um, let's start with, let's. Start, I usually start with college. If you want to go back further, you can. But tell us, who is D? Oh man, man! First and foremost, man, D D is a, is a son, a husband, a father, you know, God fearing man, and also man, just somebody who wants to put in, put put people in a position to live a greater life, man. And I tell you, man, 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 Rob, man, you crossed paths back when uh, we were at Claflin University, man, and I only stayed for a year and a half, man. But one thing about genuine friendships, genuine bonds, man. All it takes is a phone call to reconnect. Yep. And I'll tell you, man, from 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 Claflin University in Orangeburg, South Carolina, man, I, I matriculated up to Virginia. Never never heard of the school I was attending. <laughs> only thing I knew, Rob, they said, hey, look, man, they're giving you a baseball scholarship. And I that's all it. I needed to know. <laughs> so, man, I've always been an athlete, man. I love sports. And then so I came to Virginia in 2005, man, and played baseball at Norfolk State. Had a great career. Had some pro opportunities, man. But... You know, that wasn't the plan for me, man. I didn't know that this is what I would be doing, mm-hmm. but I'm so grateful that I'm doing what I'm doing in the financial services industry, man. And so now, you know, my, my background before finances was parks and recreation, man. I was overseeing all the youth and adult sports for the city of Norfolk, Virginia, man. Shout out Norfolk, Virginia, 757. But um, <laughs> I'll tell you, it didn't feel like work because mm-hmm. I, was, I, I, I was a lifelong athlete yep. and overseeing youth and adult sports, my job never felt like work. But I'm going to tell you what was the eye-opener. Was that? You know, I have a very, very beautiful wife who and I love dearly. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Rob. <laughs> hey, my wife, I love Alexis. I love you, baby. My wife got crystal taste. And the city was giving me a Budweiser budget, man. It don't mix. It don't mix, man. So I knew I had to do something different, man. I knew I had to do something different. So... Didn't know it was going to be financial services, mm-hmm. but I'm so glad. I'm so grateful that it is, man. I am. I really am. 
See, I, I, I'm not good with math, so anything, numbers, arithmetic, formulas, I typically stay away from that, and I leave that to the experts. So what was your transition like from dealing with like the parks and recreation side to switching over to the financial side? Was that a rough transition for you? Well, here's the thing, man. To me, I'm, I'm so competitive, right? Mm-hmm. So if I ever encounter anything that's, that's, that's not the norm, that's foreign to me, I always challenge myself to, to learn it very quickly. But I think by not having any any financial services background when I started gave me an upper hand because I was a sponge. Mm-hmm. So everything my mentors were telling me, I was just taking it in, learning, growing. And so before long, I have, a, I have an alpha male type personality. So I really want to be independent. I want to do my own thing. Yeah. I don't mind working in a group. But you know how it is when you work in a group. Somebody, <laughs> they, get, they, get, they get an A for the grade, Rob, but they didn't show up. They didn't show A, do nothing. And I'll tell you, man, and so that was my mentality initially coming in, right? Mm-hmm. But as I started to learn and grow in the industry, I understood that, hey, listen, being a part of a team is not a bad thing, being a former athlete, but being a part of a team in business is an amazing thing because now you have an opportunity to to leverage your business partners. Yeah. And so, man, once I, once I caught that, the sky, the sky was the limit. It has been the limit for me, man. So the transition, it was something different because I went from, you know, coaching, getting getting kids athletically ready. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, man, some skills are transitional in every single thing that you do in life. Yep. And that competitive edge, that competitive nature is definitely something that has allowed me to be very successful here with World Financial Group. You are, yeah, with what you do, you definitely have to have that that spirit on you, um, and you got to be ready to work for it. You have to be ready to work for it. Um, and I'm glad you mes- mentioned um, transitional skills. That helped me when I trans transitioned from education into real estate. A lot of those skills, those interpersonal skills, the documenting, the technology, all that stuff played a part when transitioning. But I ended up back in education, but you stayed right where you are. So... Talk to me about money. What what what? Let, let's talk about the black community and money. What where do you see the issue, the problem? We've talked about this off air, and I want you to repeat some of the things that you said to our people because they really, really, really need to hear this. And y'all, if you are a parent, please take notes. Make sure you get D's information. It will be in the description. He's gonna say it quite a few times. But this is the time point in time, ladies and gentlemen, where you need to take out. Pen, paper, open your notes app, whatever. You need to get this information today. Go ahead, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, as we share it, man, as I share with you, I, I, man, come from humble beginnings, right? I grew up in a very small town, you know, by the name of Newberry, South Carolina. And I grew up in a household, Rob, where my mom didn't sit me and my brother down at the kitchen table and talk about money. We didn't talk about finances, right? Mm -hmm. As, As a matter of fact, I can guarantee you there were more spade games dealt at my mom's <laughs> kitchen table than, than financial conversations. And here's the thing, man. You know, in, in, in the African-American community, we're more inclined to talk about what's going on in our bedrooms and our bank accounts. Mm. Mm. And, 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 that's, and that's a hindrance. Because if, if someone can help you from a financial standpoint and, and can actually enhance what you already are doing, yep. why not have those conversations? And so I'll tell you, man, I'm 36 now, man. I didn't I didn't realize I grew up poor till I was 30. Mm. So, you know, growing mm. up, I would get free lunch from school. Rob, went yeah. to college on a on a baseball scholarship. I was getting I was getting everything for free. Yep. Joined the best fraternity in the world, Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> and I was getting I was getting all these extracurricular activities for free. So I thought maybe, hey, I'm cool. That's why I was getting free lunch. Yeah. Nah, Denise. Nah. You had a food stamp number attached to that lunch ticket, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I didn't I didn't realize that until I was in my thirties, man. I'll tell you. So so I the, the what we have to do as a community is learn to 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 integrate financial literacy with, in our household with our children. Right now, man, I have a five year old and a six year old, and my <laughs> six year old can explain the rule of seventy two to you. Mm. He he can explain to you how money works. He's read the book. Excellent, excellent. And so we have to set that foundation, man. And I tell you, man, I love my mom. Mm-hmm. She did the best that she could do with what she was given. Right. But I believe as parents, we should always strive 
to have our children live a better life than what we did. I agree. Right? Because creating generational wealth, a lot of people think is a money thing, Rob. Mm -hmm. But it's not. Creating generational wealth is a mindset thing. Do you want to keep up with the Joneses who don't even know you, who don't care nothing about what you look like, what you're wearing, what you're driving? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to create financial freedom? That's the biggest question. <laughs> <laughs> and are you ready, willing, and able to do the work? Um, exactly. that's, now that's key. <laughs> so hey, I, you know, hey, Rob, you know they say you can lead a, a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Nope. Yep. If, I'm the guy feeding the horse the salted peanuts, though. <laughs> whether you whether you like it or not, you're gonna get this financial education from me because I'm so passionate about it. Because I know what it's done for my family mm -hmm. and all of those families I've been able to help through my career. Mm. And sometimes people don't know what's for their good. Yep. Until you almost hold them down and say, hey, look, yeah, this is for your good. It, it, yo, so we're plagued by that, man, like the whole keeping up with the Joneses. And I think a big part of it, and I can speak from personal experience, it's embarrassment. Like, you don't want people to know you're, you have credit card debt. You don't want to know, you don't want people to know that your credit is not where it should be or where you would like it to be. Especially as we get older, because we put these expectations that, oh, you grown. You should have a house, a car, making six figures, yada, 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 yada. You should have all that by now. If you don't have all that, something wrong with you. So now we try to stay as close to that image as possible by hiding things. But one thing I always tell people and I tell my students this all the freaking time. Be open. Find someone you can trust. But if you're going to go to somebody from help for help, you need to be open and honest and give them as much information as possible so that they can help you to the best of their ability. You know what I'm saying? If I need a $1,500 repair on my car, I can't call D and say, yo, man, you know, man, let me get this. I just need to borrow 200 Now I need to be real. He, <laughs> yeah, might, he might have it. You know what I'm he saying? He might have the 15 well, If I get the 2 I'm still stuck. I put a Band-Aid <laughs> on it. I tried to make my situation not look as bad, but... I'm still messed up over here, and I owe somebody two hundred dollars now. So, y'all, we have to. You have to drop. And my thing is this: if someone clowns you, or is embarrassing you, or trying to play you because you are seeking that kind of help, you're trying to seek, you know, financial, um, better financial management skills, and trying to get a hold on your life and fix things. They they not for you. I'm going to have to say that they not for mm -hmm. you because that person sh should say, okay, let me look at one, two, three, five. Just like what D did with me, man. You know, he, uh, I think it was Facebook. I might have commented on something or you messaged me. However it went down, you was like, yeah, Yo, I just need 10 minutes, bro. Cool. All right. Bong. I was like, okay. I could, I seen some of the stuff you did and I said, you know, I used to have an account. I was ignorant. I wasn't budgeting like I was supposed to. <laughs> and it wasn't even a lot of money I was putting into it. That's how bad my, my personal budgeting was. But I got rid of that. And then, you know, came to one of your presentations. I enjoyed it. It was very straightforward to the point. I don't like fluff, and I don't like to be sold, and I did not feel that way. And people who know me personally know that that is a character trait of mine. And I was ready. That's, that's the other thing when I say being ready. This brother hit yeah. me. He said, all right, cool. All right, I need all this financial information. I said, cool. I'll have it in such and such time. Done. It was done. It was mm -hmm. done, and we sat down, <clears throat> and I <clears throat> I learned this from experience. Um, shout out to my boy Russ Stewart. Russ, oh yeah, shout out to Russ, man. <laughs> strong, hey, strong Thurman High School, man. Let's go, Russ. <laughs> <laughs> Russ was one of the first people I talked to about this, and I just wasn't mature enough. But he taught me about budgeting, looking at your money different, this, that, and the third, and it's something I carried with me. So now, when you're asking me for this stuff. I'm like, oh, this is normal. I've been, this is normal. This is what I need to do mm -hmm. to get to the next step. And boom, we did it. And here we are today. Absolutely. And you, and you, you mentioned something, man, to where, I don't know who said this quote, but it's, it's so, it's so real. The, the two hardest things for an American to say is I'm sorry. And I need your help. I can agree I'm with that. I'm sorry. And I need your help. Pride is so thick. <laughs> Pride is so thick. Yeah. That they would rather suffer than ask for help. 
and they would rather lose and, and, and tarnish relationships rather than say I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> and so, and I tell, I mean, to all the listeners, if you ever can just mature yourself to where those two statements are not hard for you to say, life will be so much easier. I'm sorry, and I need your help. Very that, simple. That's that. I I will have to concur with that. My that's one of the things my dad taught me is to admit when you're wrong. And uh, after ve- a lot of mistakes, embarrassing bad horrible decision making i had to ask for help because i was at a point where it's like all right i'm about to not have a car i'm about to be evicted like it was i was there years ago but i was there so i know what it's like and this is the other thing y'all a lot of the times we're scared to ask for help when we might just need a band-aid we let it become a situation where we need surgery. Now you want to come at the, you know what I'm saying? You had a $60 problem with your car, but you, I got this, I got this. Now your car, when you crank it up, it sounds like a banshee. Time and belt all jacked up. I know my car. You know, I know my car. Right, I know my car. Now you got a $1,000 problem. I might have been, that Band-Aid might have fixed it. Put some ointment on it. Oh, here you go. Yeah, preventative maintenance. Do some. Let's do some preventative financial maintenance. I started late. And D didn't say this, but I know he did this. He looked at that budget. He looked at my situation. He was like, yeah, you can do this amount. I didn't like the amount he gave me. But, you know, (laughs) but it made sense because he had the numbers. I was honest with the numbers, and all of it made sense. I'm like, yo, bottom. I I know how much money is going to be on my account at the end of every month, down to the penny. So when he put the numbers in front of me, I was like, man, I used to put that in my savings account. Now I can put this in my savings account, but this is my super savings account. Huh. I like how you put that. I yeah. like how you put that. Absolutely. So what are some of the services that you uh, provide and some of the things that you deal with? Absolutely, man. So first and foremost, man, uh, education is key, right? And so what I, what I do on a day-to-day basis, I help people learn how to make their money, make them more money, and save on taxes. And the way I'm able to do this, uh, Rob, is through financial education. And, and we, we really show people how to avoid the four major financial crises that are going down in America, which is your savings, your retirement, your protection or life insurance, mm-hmm. and living benefits. Because so many people live under the umbrella of, well, that's how my mama did it. Or that's how my daddy did it. Yeah. Or I heard this on this. Or I read this in this book. Yeah. But let me ask you a question. Are you a financial professional? <laughs> you know, and so when you think about it, and I think why I have such a passion for what I do, I, I can relate to every single person I sit down with. I'm able to connect with people because I understand, number one, I, I wasn't always in the financial place I'm in now. Right. You you, you know that 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 financial, that personal financial analysis that I did with you? Yeah. Rob, whenever... When that was done for me and my wife the first time, transparent moment, I don't know how we were surviving, but we were almost $600 in the red every month. Mm. Every month. But through financial education and knowledge, now we save through financial concepts, financial strategies, almost, almost, maybe, my wife knows the number, but I'm pretty sure it's up by, (laughs) by almost 1,000 right now. Right. In, in various strategies, but but the thing about it, man, is when, when I sit down with somebody, the first and foremost thing is there's no judgment. There's absolutely zero judgment because I know that I'm sitting down and I want to help people that want help. Yeah. As I can want to help somebody as bad as I want to breathe, but if they don't want the help, it's not going to move. And so, like you said, when you're at a place where you know you want to help people, it, it becomes a lot easier to help when they want the help. Yeah. And so when you start thinking about the ways that I'm showing people how I'm helping people is, you know, identifying them. Hey, do you know what your rate of return is on the strategy that you have? Number one, do you understand how it works? Do you understand how your money grows? <laughs> and last but not least, do you understand how your money is going to be taxed? Most people don't. Most people don't. I didn't know. Until I got educated. So when I tell you, man, in this world, people are so Google, 
YouTube, shout yep. out to those platforms, amazing platforms. But Google, YouTube, yep. they can feel like they can figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. But but sometimes you need to really sit down with, with an actual human and allow them to pour some, some knowledge into you that can not only help you, but also help your generations to come. Yep. It's man, a- man this, this, what I'm doing, man, my, my grandkids, grandkids will never have to worry about money, Rob. Sheesh, I need to get they on that black. my grandkids, grandkids. <laughs> I'm working on that too. That, <laughs> that, <laughs> now we said earlier, generational wealth ain't just about money, but we all know that money makes things a lot easier, especially if, uh, when you know what to do with said money. Uh, dang, you said something, I lost my train of thought. Oh my gosh. Um, I'll come back to it. No doubt. So, uh, what are some of the? Can you talk about some of the products that you offer? Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so, I'm able to actually help people with 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 various financial strategies, whether it's um, college savings for your children, whether it's alternative retirement strategies, both term and permanent life insurances, as well as annuities. And so, through these financial vehicles, I'm 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 able to show people how. They can take what what they have and where they are to really set themselves up for financial freedom. Because I'm gonna tell you, Outcast said it a while ago. It ain't about how much you make, but how much you spend. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna tell you guys, it's not about how much you make, but how much you save. <laughs> and so that's what we're trying to do right now. We're fighting a battle to turn people from a spender's mentality to a saver's mentality. Oof. And so to do that. You <laughs> You got to understand the language of money, Rob. You do. You do. Um, the funny thing about what you just said is when that mentality really shifts, it makes it harder for you to go back to those old habits. I can speak for myself. I was a big spender um, with no money. But, like, if a new game came out, I bought it. If I wanted a steak, I bought it. Like, grocery budget, out the window. Like, all, I was just doing all kinds of stuff. Part of it was due to the lack of education. Part of it was just stress and frustration and me not really sitting down and saying, okay, get your stuff together. Because I didn't really have... And the other thing that I noticed, too, sitting down with you is my situation was a lot better than I already thought it was. Like It was already good, but Mm -hmm. when you kind of laid out the roadmap and I said, all right, this is where I'm at now, then I'm about to run into this, then I'm about to run into this... And what you're saying makes sense because, again, the numbers are real. I'm being true. So, I mean, he can't lie to me about my numbers. They're my numbers. I know what will work for me and what won't because I know my numbers. So I'm not afraid to have the conversation because I know this is what I'm working with. And I'm not hiding anything. I'm not, let me hide 300 over here to see what he's going to say. And since I don't make this much money, maybe he No, like, I need to know what to do with this. But, again, I'll reiterate to y'all. You have to be ready. You have to be focused. You got to be focused. You got to be serious about this thing. Like, I'm not married. I don't have any children. Shout out to my lovely girlfriend. Love you, Kamisha, baby. Uh, (laughs) I don't have any of that stuff. But I, I do know I want those things. I do know that I want to retire and live comfortably. Like, I don't want to... No shade, but I don't want to be greeting y'all at Walmart or Target or seating you at a restaurant because I have to work. Nah, like, it's going to be, if I do any kind of work or any labor once I retire, it's going to be because I want to, not because I have to. And then also just thinking about the future. Like, I got a nephew. You know, I have other little cousins that are coming up in the world. Um, I love my school community. I'd like to get back to that. So... Um, I definitely took advantage of the opportunity, man. I just appreciate you for putting it out there. So you haven't even said this yet. So where can people find you? How can they contact you? Yeah, absolutely, man. So <clears throat> I'm on social media, Facebook, uh, Demise Williams. So and I'm also on uh, Instagram at D-E-E-W-I-L-L, the number two, the number eight. So D-Will 28. And I'll tell you, man. <laughs> I'm not hard to find, man. My, my, my email address is my first name, period, last name. So, Demise.Williams at gmail.com. <laughs> if you have any questions, definitely definitely hit me up. But I'll tell you, uh, one thing I wanted to touch on is the most prominent strategy that I'm helping people with, one I actually helped you with, mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's doing wonders for you. I looked at it the other day. <laughs> I need to look at so, it. So, <laughs> it's called an index universal life, right? Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. So it's a life insurance strategy that allows you to make contributions for that strategy, but allow the contributions that you make grow for you down the line. So, so you basically have an opportunity to become your own bank if it's funded properly. Mm-hmm. And when I say if it's funded properly, that varies, it varies with your age, health conditions, and things of that nature. Because when you start thinking about an IUL or an index universal life, a lot of people have never heard of this permanent strategy when it comes to life insurance. Most people, Rob, has heard of heard of whole life, which yep. I don't not whole life. But if 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 there's a way you can enhance what you already have to make it work better for you and your family, why not do that? Why not? Why not do that? And you can I'll tell you, there's a lot of there are a lot there are, there are several people out here that um, aren't educated on on different strategies. And I'll and I'll tell you, I'll tell everybody like I told you, hey. If what you have got, if you, what you have going on is working great for you, I'll be the first to tell you, hey, stay on that course. You're doing great. Mm-hmm. But but if I can enhance what you're already doing, all I want to do is add to. I don't want to take away. I want to add to. Right. So when you start thinking about what this what this strategy can do for you, I use myself for example, right? Rob, I own four of those four of those strategies. I helped you with. I own four. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I own mine, <laughs> wife's, and both of my boys. And and I contribute to it. Because I'll tell you, like I shared with you, as a millennial, I was very intrigued by having an opportunity to be my own bank just by my monthly contributions. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I was introduced to the strategy and I was like, OK, so I can have my money, make more money. But then they told me, hey, yeah, you don't have to ever worry about losing any money in the strategy. either." I was like, what? <laughs> Sounds like the best people- bank ever. You like this too good to be true. Got that. And I'll be, I, I tell you, it's good and true. So, man, being able to have a, a flexible strategy where, man, it, my 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 strategy and my wife's strategy is gonna be our. We're gonna grow that thing to it's gonna be our alternative retirement. Mm. And for my boys, hey, like I told you, hey, if they if they grow up and they want to go to college, I'll use the nest egg that I that I've grown for them over the last 15, 16 years to pay for college. Or if they want to start a business, we can start a business. Options. But if they want to decide they want to live, you know, they want to be the next thugnificent, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll just use it as an alternative alternative retirement for me and my wife. <laughs> Not thugnificent, man. Hey, yeah. Ain't no, can't, have, can't have any thugs right here, man. What, what would you say um, uh, throughout your experiences what seems to be some of the the biggest sticking points or hindrances that are stopping people from moving forward? Scarcity mindset, number one, first and foremost. Scarcity Break mindset. Break that down. So when I say a scarcity mindset, a person makes and, – and, and what a scarcity mindset is in a nutshell is cost over value as opposed to value over cost. Okay. So when I sit down with somebody, somebody Rob – before we even get to that personal financial analysis, if they ask me, well, how much does this cost, Mr. Williams? <laughs> it's going to be a long night. You know, no, 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 it won't. No. <laughs> because you know what that lets me know? I need to see why they are looking at this from a scarcity mentality as opposed to a value, a value point. And if it is because of a lack of funds, then I can show them a different strategy that will put them in a position to start the habit of saving to one day now they can graduate Mm -hmm. to an index universal life. And I always use the analogy, right? Scarcity mentality, cost over value, value over cost, right? I'm so willing to take value over cost because I know what I'm getting. Right. I always tell people, you ever go to a cookout and you see those paper plates and they got like those super duper ridges on the side? Yeah, yeah. You know you got to grab about three or four of those. <laughs> the food those <laughs> yeah. And you go, and, 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 and at that cookout, you will not grab your drink and your plate. You'll have that plate with two hands. Yep. Because your goal is to make it, to make it to your table. But if you ever go to a cookout and they got those nice, hefty, deep dish uh, yeah. plates, 
Now we know the healthy deep dish. You probably will get twenty less, twenty about thirty less plates. Yeah. But the value <laughs> is gonna surpass those 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 paper plates that, from the first cookout. Yep. So if it whenever whenever value is present, mm-hmm. cost doesn't matter. Wow. When value is present, cost doesn't matter. Think about this. <laughs> I'm about to tell myself. Go ahead. <laughs> people, look, people don't debate how much a chicken sandwich costs from Chick-fil-A. No. Chick-fil-A will never have a dollar menu. No, and don't need one. They know that their chicken sandwich has a higher value than the chicken sandwich from the other place with the arches. I won't say their name. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to bash them. Right? <laughs> so they're not going to lower their standards for your pockets. Mm-mm. What they'll do is they'll offer you a kid nugget snack pack. <laughs> so you get so you get a taste of the value, right? Yeah. And then whenever you mature, okay, come back and get the chicken sandwich. But you you never want to minimize value to meet costs. Because when you do that, the value is out of the window. So when I sit down with people, I've always come from an approach of educating first, but then also showing the value of what I do and what what the strategies I help people with could potentially help them. So when you start to hear about value, you 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 will pay for value. Yeah, people do it all the time. Um, and back to that personal journey, y'all. You know, what do you value, and is it truly valuable? Like. My health, I started taking my health way more seriously a few years ago because I was getting ballooned up and big. And I'm actually, I need to get back on it now. I'm getting out of my comfort zone. Sweater's starting to get a little tight. I'm like, hold up, buddy. We already at, we are <laughs> at the threshold. They hold you a little better. Yep. My, my future, my financial future. I like to live comfortably. I don't have to live rich or like super high class or any of that. But I like to live comfortably. I like to know that if I walk into a store... I can buy pretty much anything in this store if I want to. And I and I put this on my Facebook status. I thank God that I'm past the point to where I'm in the grocery store and I'm in the checkout line and I'm opening my apps looking at my bank account to make sure that enough is in there. That was me and not too long ago. You know what I'm saying? And now when you learn different strategies and you do that work because of people like you, people like Russ talking to me, showing me, saying, man, you can do better than this. You can do this right here. Try this small step. When you put the strategies in place, they work and they become automatic. Like you, it hurts a little bit in the beginning because you're not used to it and you don't understand it. But later on, it's like, oh, (laughs) I should have been doing this. Like imagine if I would have started doing all the stuff I'm doing now a year ago, two years ago dramatically different um and it's set up for you to win there are strategies out here for you me anybody else to win are you going to implement them are you going to do your part and back to the value piece you know what is valuable valuable and you're right um what i do what i did with you is one of my biggest monthly investments more that's more than i put in the stocks that's more right now that's more than what i put into my business i'm about to start another one but my podcast that's more money than i put into my podcast so i was like but i know the value of it i need this i check i'm in a state where they have a great retirement my retirement is matched dollar for dollar penny for penny i looked at it the other day i said this ain't enough (laughs) with them matching it it ain't enough not for the lifestyle that i want to live i can't even live here off of that retirement and i work here so i'm like this ain't enough so you got to start looking at a few things everything can't be a hustle everything can't be a new business sometimes you need all right do this this will happen just put this over here walk off go handle your business you got to come back here once a month put something over here walk off handle your business that will be there all that other stuff might fall apart may work may not who knows but this right here this right here is good you got to have a couple of those things. So, Hey, Rob, I'll tell you something one of my mentors uh, shared with me. She said, her name is Tamisha Hunter, by the way, by the way, my, um, my amazing broker. She said, hey, listen, so many people misunderstand the phrase 
multiple streams of income, right? Yep. Because some people feel as if multiple streams of income is me doing this, 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 and this all at the same time. Yep. But the true meaning behind multiple streams of income is to find something that you're great at, allow that to put you in a financial position to where now you can then invest in this, 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 and this that will bring you multiple streams of income. Instead of trying to do 12 different things with 24 hours, you do one thing with 24 hours that can nurture, right, and Mm -hmm. fertilize 12 other things at the same time. I was one of those people. (laughs) Hey, 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 I'm telling you, it happens. Yeah. It happens, man. So people have to get to a place where, number one, they're they're serious about their financial future. We can't always live for the now. Mm -hmm. And I tell people all the time, when you start thinking about getting to a better financial place, no matter where you start or how you start, you have to incorporate the two C's of savings, the two C's of financial freedom, consistency and concrete. Okay. Consistency means you're going to do it every single month, no matter what. And you're going to have a concrete amount every single time, every single time that month. Every time. Every single time. Because what happens is, I know you've seen it, man. Those 52-week challenges, you're going to save $8 this week. Then you're going to save $12 this week. And it's all great. Mm-hmm. But when you get to the weeks where you got to save $250, yeah. and now you're looking at me, do I put the $250 in the savings thing? Or pay this electric bill. Yeah. You get to a point where it's like it's not feasible for you. Because it's not it's yeah. not consistent. It's, it's not, not it's consistent because you're doing it every week, but it's not a concrete amount. Yeah. Yeah. So when when either of the two C's is not is not present, it's hard for you to it's hard for that to be successful. And so what I tell my my clients is this we're going to consistently Put away a concrete amount that's gonna allow you to get you get you to your financial freedom or be an avenue to set you up to be financially free. And from there, when you get to that time when you feel like, hey, look, I'm done, I'm done working, you have created a nest egg over time uh-huh. that has grown for you. And so when you start thinking about it like that, most people, when I sit down with people, Rob, on a day-to-day basis. I asked them where they're saving their money. 98% of them say, well, the bank. Yeah. The yeah, bank. Same. But they fail to realize that you're not, your money isn't growing in that savings account. It don't. The <laughs> bank is making more money off your money than you are. So all I do is educate them on a way to reallocate. Because we're not creating new line items. Exactly the same way I have you. We reallocated some things. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the other thing, y'all. When you know, when you talk about the person who sits down and says, "Well, how much is this gonna cost me?" No, I was already putting the money that I'm putting into this. I was putting into other places, and I had to r- really sit and look at those things. And it's like, all right, I'm doing such and such towards stocks every month, but that's highly unstable. Everybody knows that. I mean, I don't know anything about stocks. I just know that I have some friends that knew more than me and I invested in what they invested in and I got lucky. Other than that, I'm just throwing money out there. Hey, Microsoft is a big name. They're going to make money, so I'm going to bank on that. But it was inconsistent and it was a lot of work. It was a lot of reading. It was a lot of stuff I had to keep up with. And then there were just other things that just did not, for what I was putting into it, the value wasn't there. It wasn't. So... When I got with you, I think honestly, I think we, we after I got with you, and we reallocated, I maybe had to go up, I don't know, seventy, eighty dollars out of my regular savings in the bank and just move some of that over. But I was still very comfortable. I mean, it was just going from one location to the other, mm-hmm. a much better option though. So, Absolutely, and so and so one thing once 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 people understand how. How life insurance can be such an amazing vehicle to get you where you want to get financially. Because when you start thinking about how that happens, you're able to, number one, make a monthly contribution for your coverage. But everything you contribute to it gets accounted for when it comes time to receive your rate of return at the end of the year. 
Okay. And, and and what happens is that money starts to compound, and now you see down the line you may have contributed, let's say, $150,000 to this strategy over X amount of years, right? Mm-hmm. But you look up and you've grown it, that that money has grown to, it, it actually grew to about, hypothetically speaking, don't quote these numbers, you're like, well, D told me now. <laughs> let's say $380,000. Mm-hmm. So you've only put in 150, but now you have access to 380. And did this, God forbid, you pass away and you never touch that 380, your family is going to receive the 380 plus the six-figure life insurance strategy that I helped, that I set up for you. I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> y'all, and let me tell y'all, from someone who has, God rest his soul, lost a parent, someone who in real estate has dealt with estate sales, when someone passes away, it is very helpful when they leave something behind for you because there are things left on the table that they can no longer take care of, and all those things aren't 100% taken care of. So therefore, if you want to keep these things or continue utilizing these things and take care of their estate, you got to pay for it. <laughs> See, some, some, people, some, people, some people think when you die, all your debt go away. <laughs> no. No, man. And, and, and I think we have to get from that mentality. And we know we, we talked about this earlier it's about uh, about our, 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 our African-American community is the phrase of saying, oh, I only want enough coverage to bury me is so selfish. Mm. So selfish. When, when you have that mentality, you're really saying, excuse my French, but F the rest of them. Yeah. I'm gone. Forget the rest of them. And the F meant for forget, not not the other word. Forget yeah. the rest of them. <laughs> so, so when you start thinking about it, the way these amazing family lines have had that lineage, like the Kennedys, the Rockefellers, the Waltons, they left something. Did you know the first Walmart was funded with the money that was that was received from a life insurance death benefit settlement? Mm, mm-mm. Now, now, now look at Walmart. You can't go anywhere without seeing it. That's and so we have to get to a place as people, not just African-Americans, just people, to where we're actually looking to create generational wealth and leaving this place better than we found it. Yeah, like, y'all, y'all when you think about, you have, everyone can't be, I'm not even going to, I don't even want to put anyone's name in it. Think of, X, and I use celebrity athlete, which is a very small collection. Those people were lucky and blessed and gifted and talented enough to accumulate the type of wealth it has taken other people's families generations, hundreds of years to build. But in order for them to get there, somebody had to leave somebody something somebody had to learn from them it was teaching leaving teaching leaving teaching investing leaving all that happened until finally you have some of those prominent families like you named um today somebody left something and taught them you you becoming that superstar and making you know oh i got a billion now four billion or five billion that possibility is so small and those people work insanely at what they do but the other thing is, they love it. Doesn't feel like work to them. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of those people who make that kind of money in in a lifetime, they'll tell you when they get to the end of the road, like it ain't even about me. It's about my people. I got everything I need, you know, and I and I love what I do. Everyone doesn't have that thing. Like I love teaching, but you're not gonna ever find a billionaire teacher. I'm sorry, it's never probably never gonna happen. Now I ain't gonna say probably. It's never gonna happen. Not from education. Got to do yeah, something. Not for the money. Not, yeah, education. not from just just education. It's gonna take you doing other things. When you got those summers off, hello, my fellow teachers. When you got those summers off, what are you doing with those summers off and that and that time and stuff like that? But I said all that to say, that's how it starts. You know, I'm taking the lessons that I learned from my dad, and not only not only family, my friends. My friends have taught me a lot of things that I've implemented. Um, and my friends have stopped me from making a lot of bad decisions because we have open, honest conversations. And they say, hey, Rob, I see what you about to do. I did that. This is how it turned out for me, bro. You might want to go over here. Or matter of fact, wait a couple more months, get your credit score a little higher, and they'll put you in this position versus that position, and you can get what you're trying to get done 
easier, better, less interest, yada, 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 so on and so forth. Because one thing I like to tell people, and y'all have heard this before, and you not from me, I don't even know who, who said this quote, but um, long story short, I don't like being the smartest person in the room. Let me Absolutely. be let me be the dummy so I can soak up all this information, build these relationships, and then we disperse and go to some other rooms and do the same thing. We can come back, smoke cigars, have some steaks on the grill, and let's continue dispersing. But if you always the smartest person in the room, something is wrong. Absolutely. And that sparked something that you asked me earlier about my transition from my first career in parks and recreation. Yeah. To financial services. Hey, my associations grew so tremendously. I went from being in a circle of people where the average income was about 60 to 70 grand a year mm-hmm. to being in a room where if you if your average income was 110, you were the brokest person in the room. Mm. And so whenever you're whenever <laughs> your associations elevate like that, you have no choice but to elevate as well. Got to. And so when you start thinking about being the smartest person in the room, if if you're the smartest person in the room, that says a lot about the room you're in. Yeah, that too. And that's just like that's just like if you look at the the five people you spend the most time with and communicate with, look at their income, and it is some about what your income is going to be. Yeah. So if you if you have dreams and aspirations to financially put your family in a position to where now, you know. Money ain't a thing. You gotta get yeah. You gotta get in those. You gotta get in those smaller circles with those people that are gonna force you to elevate to stay in that circle. Yeah. Because one thing I, I always tell people, I say money isn't everything, but to me, it's right up there with oxygen. You know? <laughs> it's close. <laughs> hey Rob, Rob, when stuff gets, I can't breathe. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you the people that the people that hear you here say, well, money ain't everything. Those are the very same people that's never giving it away. Mm. Because until you can be a financial blessing to somebody, you'll never understand why money is so essential. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it, money <laughs> is the very thing you will need as long as you're on the face of the earth. Always, y'all. <laughs> how, how, you, how, how are you going to eat? You need money. It's, it's only so often... You're gonna be able to go grab a meal from somewhere else. Yeah. Shelter. You need money. <laughs> they fight so, wars over this stuff. What? Yeah. So when you start thinking about it, man, why wouldn't you want to put yourself in a place where you can learn so much financially to where you can leverage that knowledge to implement some skills that could put you in a place where your family never have to worry about it? So to hey to all the all the listeners out there, guys, man, I'm telling you, man, hey, listen, link with me, connect with me. I'm telling you, there's no judgment. Hey, listen, <laughs> being a transparent, I have clients from seventeen dollars a month to twenty five hundred dollars a month. Hey, wide variety. Cause I help people that won't help, and I meet you where you are, and we go from there. So don't don't ever think, oh, I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna talk to you, D, whenever I get. Where I need to be. That nah, you gotta you gotta start where you are so you can get where you want to go. See that that that's something I used to tell my clients in real estate. I'm a, I'm gonna get with you, you know, when I'm ready to buy a house. Okay, do you actually know how to get ready to buy a house? Because I do this every day. It's not and, easy, and I, it ain't easy. And the other thing is, I've had people say that to me and come to me, and you already ready. You already have what you need. You thought you didn't have enough. You have enough. Let's do this now. You can do this now. So that's another benefit to talking with a professional. It, it helps you get rid of the misconceptions and that what my mama said, what my daddy's, daddy said. Love my parents. They wasn't always right. Nobody's parents were. When you talk to a professional, we'll do this, this, and this, and you can do this. That's how my nugget hard rockhead really took in something my mom was saying but didn't fully explain it was you need to bank at a credit union if you're gonna do anything do it at a credit union do it at a credit union and i learned later in life they give you if you have to bank with an institution if you ever need a loan or any type of money they're going to give you the best interest rate they they just care on another level i don't know what it is but 
That's all my money is in credit unions now. I don't bank with no big bank, no Bank of America, no Wells Fargo, none of them no more. None of my money's there. And my credit unions have been taking way better care of me than them when I've needed them. So, yeah. Um, D man, I ain't gonna hold you. You have you 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 uh you you've helped change my life, man. I really appreciate it. Oh man, I appreciate um, that, man. You are definitely someone that we're gonna have on a couple times a year just to give people that wake up call because they need to hear this. Tell them again where they can connect with you, when they can catch you on your webinars, all that good stuff. Absolutely, man. So my my firm, we actually host a webinar via Zoom every single Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and also every single Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you guys are interested, you want to you wanna take a look at what we're doing, how we're helping to serve families, reach out to me. Hey, it's a Zoom click away. We're doing everything um, for, those, for those seminars via Zoom, man, because one thing we understand here at World Financial Group is that in order for people to do better, they have to be introduced to better. So we want to show you how, to, how you can do these things and it's not the hardest thing ever. So, yeah, my email address, Demise.Williams at gmail.com. Facebook, you can find me, Demise Williams, D-E-M-E-C-E Williams, as well as on Instagram, D-E-E-W-I-L-L, the number two, the number eight. So, D-Will28. And I tell you, Rob, man, it's been a pleasure. Man, I appreciate it, man. I'm so blessed that, you know, we were able to connect and I, uh, many, many moons ago at Claflin University, <laughs> man, and was able to stay in contact and just you being open and ready to, to receive what I was sharing yeah, made the information sharing so much easy, guys. So, hey, listen, take Rob's word for it, man. He's a valued and and well-taken-care-of uh, client of mine, man. And I tell you, man, if even if he wasn't a client, man, I'm pretty sure that he would have saw the value and was able to share this information, man. So thank you so much, bro. Hey, to all the noobs out there, man, he will Epsilon Zeta follow six, <laughs> Mr. 3000. Man, I love my friend. <laughs> I love that send off. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get up out of here. Um, D, thank you again for joining us. Ladies and gentlemen, all of these information will be in the description. Hit him up. You will not regret it. And be ready to do the work, man. I was the problem. And I recognized years ago that I was a problem and I decided to do something about it. And when I did something about it, my life got better and it put me in a position to do more, not only for myself, but for my loved ones. That's what we want y'all to take away from this conversation. Y'all already know y'all can hit us up on Instagram, FME underscore podcast. Join the Facebook group from my experience podcast. Like the Facebook page from my experience podcast. If you have any questions, if you want to be a guest or you have a recommended guest for us, you can hit us on the email, admin at fmepodcast.com or rob at fmepodcast.com. And until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourselves physically, mentally, financially, and we'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.